0: Welcome back to Marketing, Management, and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Owens. I'm your host, Ryan Murray. So last week, we ended off our conversation about lifestyle entrepreneurs and lifestyle businesses Mm -hmm. with kind of a big question. Sure. Yeah. And by kind of, I mean a really big question. Big
1: enough, it's getting its own episode.
0: Exactly. So here we are, uh, round two of lifestyle businesses, except it's kind of transitioning into how do you structure uh, or how do you set up your business, right? In terms of um, dividing shares and legal aspects and things like that. So that being said, before we dive into this, (laughs) I would really, really, really like to say that we're going to be talking about some legal topics here and we are technically not legal advisors, so, please, for the love of everything good and holy, do not use us as your legal
1: consultation resource, whatever. Really? What, what, what's wrong with listening to a podcast from a couple of guys who aren't legal advisors and then, you know, figuring that you're good? Yes, Judge. I heard them on the radio once, on the,
0: on the podcast. It seemed very professional. It was just the way
1: they spoke. Something about the the way they spoke. I I, I felt good. <laughs> I mean, I know I've got a magical voice, but <laughs> yeah, we're 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 going to be talking about uh, some some things you want to take into consideration when you are structuring your business, and you know, if you do get to this point, get. Get a legal advisor. Get someone who's competent to to help you. But yeah, okay. Uh, can I just <laughs> the first time I hired a legal advisor? This is what, for one of my own businesses, and mm-hmm. uh, I I was all grown up now, ready ready to to take it serious, right? Yeah. So I uh, I had this guy. I, I sat in one of his, uh, he, he did a presentation, phenomenal presenter, probably not the best attorney, but phenomenal presenter, right? All right. So after his presentation, I think to myself, I'm like, oh, hey, I, I need an attorney. And this guy seems to know what he's doing. Now, l- let, me, let me put something out there. It is so hard to find good, small business attorneys. All I right. Just... Absolutely difficult, and there's a couple of reasons why. First off, if you're in any rural part of the country, and again, another disclaimer for our international audience I apologize, I only have experience here in the legal realm with what I have done, you know, in the great state of Utah of yeah. the United States, right? So, you know, I'd be different in Canada
0: or. Across the the seas in Europe, you know, we don't know. Yeah. So
1: I I apologize for that. Again, seek your own legal advice. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it's really hard to find a uh, a small business expert for a couple of reasons. One is you get into a rural part of the country and you're just going to find family law, criminal law, you know, divorce attorneys, DUI, that kind of stuff. That's all you're going to find. Uh, you get into the bigger uh, you know the bigger cities and you are going to find small business attorneys but it's super hard to find out if they're worth anything because the good ones are really expensive uh, you know the adage is true you get what you pay for but the problem is is when you're seeking legal advice you don't know what you don't know right and so so unless
0: you've done this before you have no idea what boxes you need to check before you pay somebody a fat old check.
1: Yeah. And so for me, uh, th- this was a business I did early on, and we hired this attorney to set up an LLC for us and to create a founder's agreement. Okay. I don't remember exactly, but I want to say it was about 800 bucks. Okay. You know, so seemed reasonable to me. And I'm like, hey, this is cool. So I gave it to the other guy that I was doing business with, had him look over it, and, you know, mind you, I had already paid, and he's looking at this, and he's like, have you read this? No, was I supposed to? Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Read it, okay? So many obvious things that we're going to say in this episode, but, you know, he's like, "Have, have you read this? I'm like... No, was I supposed to? And he's like, well, um, there are multiple times where like uh, it's not even complete sentences. Jeez, like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, it's a little embarrassing. Like um,
0: there's sections of it that are still lorem ipsum. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad. Oh my god! But it w- it
1: it was copied and pasted. Uh, this and dude saw you coming. He did, and you know, um, almost a thousand bucks later. I'm hopefully a thousand bucks smarter, yeah, you know. I hope so. so, anyway, uh, do your homework. The best advice that I can give is to find another business that you trust, who's yes. been in business for a number of years, and get the referral from them. Don't don't Google search it. Don't right. just, you know, oh, I've got a LinkedIn profile. I can, you know, mm-hmm. oh, i looking for an attorney. Just mm-hmm. talk to someone that you know and trust. Get the referral from them. You might have to do this two or three times. That, that's the way to go, right? Well, Ryan, what if I don't know anybody then?
0: Well, you know what? Get out there and network. <laughs> go to an event. Start talking to people. Seriously, like this right. is an in-person type of a uh a decision conversation that you need to make or have, right? This isn't Absolutely. something this definitely isn't something you do online. Right. And so right. foster a relationship with somebody that, like you said, it has been a business and has a successful business and that you can look up to, and you know, vet vet them. You know, obviously you're not gonna walk up to them and be like, hey, excuse me. You seem like you're doing well. <laughs> I'm going to subtly critique you. For the next uh, six months or so. And then (laughs) I'm going to ask you for who you use as an attorney. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: but yeah, take your time. Do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Do your homework on this one. So that was a pretty long intro tangent. Right. Let's pull it back in. Sure. Sure. The question that you led off with at the end yeah. of last episode.
0: Well, So I, I want to I come back to the example, right? Okay. So it's this business, small business that's been handed down from generation to generation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this one that I referenced in particular, I believe came down from grandpa to dad and then went from dad to his two sons. Okay. okay. So it splits at this point. So it's no right. longer just this linear type of progression. Okay. And the sons uh in my opinion and and they w- they worked with their father and grandfather in in getting this all set up, but they went on an extremely uh business type of route right yeah. they yeah. when they when they came into these types of conversations, they were no longer family there were people there uh but they set it up they brought other um they brought other people into the ownership level, so it wasn't any longer just the sons right Uh, there were i think four people that came or four people that were ultimately at this ownership level Mm -hmm. uh two of which obviously were not quote unquote family and so how you know i mean obviously so this is one way right Mm -hmm.
1: um now now can i can i pause you because that was at that point that's actually what sparked my wheels going because of this common problem of bringing people on at the ownership level. Yeah. And that's what I want it's to talk a big about deal, here for right? a It's a
0: big decision. It's so a whether, huge decision. Whether, and we kind of talked about this a little bit after the last episode, but whether you're bringing on somebody right up front, you know, if you all of a sudden have this great idea and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're like day three into this adventure and you, you're like, I really, really, really need somebody to come on. Uh, that's one ball game, right? But Mm -hmm. then if you're, you know, your grandfather has been in this game for the last 50 years and you're coming into it new and he's saying, hey, we got to make sure this stays going for another 50 years. So we're going to change some things. They're a little bit different scenarios, but ultimately it's the same thing. It's setting up this business. It's setting out the parameters between individuals within the partnership. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Because holy crap, Uh that's like.
1: And and, and so we start with what you suggested and that is identifying what phase of business we're in. Is this startup or is this existing business? And it doesn't have to be, you know, passing it on from generation to generation. It's just Right, you know, are you are you starting from zero or do you have something established? So let's let's separate those two, and I want to start with that starting from zero. Now, I totally when when you are talking Shark Tank is just like flashing through my mind (laughs)
0: because Uh, I have such a love hate relationship with that show. Like I thoroughly enjoy
1: it, honestly, I do. It's great to watch. So, yeah, I, I I. I have a confession to make. Okay. And then I have a funny comparison to make. Okay. Don't tell me you went on Shark Tank. No, I've never been oh, on Shark Tank. Oh. But um, I have only sat down and watched Shark Tank one time in my life. Okay. I, I've been doing business consulting for over a decade, and I've sat down and I've watched Shark Tank one time in my life. And it was actually because... You know, the guy I was with, he's like, oh, hey, let's watch Shark Tank. And I'm like, oh, cool, that's fine, you know. And so I've had a lot of people that are like, why don't you watch Shark Tank? I'm like, well, it's the same kind of thing as, you know, <laughs> I, I don't watch The Bachelor to get dating tips, it's right. reality tv guys like you know this exactly. is this is made for tv this exactly. isn't what 99 of entrepreneurs are doing and i'm not trying to discredit there are some solid entrepreneurs who have been on shark tank oh for sure you know for sure but the process is made for tv so just keep mm-hmm. that in mind and yeah. you know if that's your goal more power to you so i keep thinking in my mind you know shark tank and on shark tank they're just like I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars, and I want forty percent of the company, yeah, you know, and and they're throwing around these percentages of the company like whatever, right? And I'm like this is this is major because the percentage of the company, so th- there are a couple important things that that you got to keep in mind. One is where are the final decisions made, right? You know, it, it's cool when everyone gets along, but what happens when people want to go in different directions? Mm -hmm. So if no one has final authority, and I've seen this a lot in small family owned businesses where it's like, okay, you know, brother and brother have equal authority Mm -hmm. and they want to go in different directions and they're now at a stalemate and you know, nothing moves forward because they're stuck. Yeah, But you know, how do you determine who has the authority? And a lot of times that's held in a uh, percentage. But, you know, in your founder's agreement, are you going to make it that even if I only have 10 percent, do I still have, you know, decision making authority or do I get trumped by, you know, the guy who has 40 percent or do I have to have the majority percent or, you know. And, mm-hmm. and these are things that a lot of times entrepreneurs don't don't think through on the on the onset is okay. Who has a decision-making authority, but that that's a big deal. I mean, yeah. Or they, they do
0: think about them, but they just assume like, no, oh, I'm the entrepreneur. I get, I get a say,
1: yeah, mm, if you bring somebody else on, not necessarily. Yeah. I, I've seen, especially when you bring someone who's experienced. Uh huh. That's what know? I was just
0: getting at. <laughs> yep. I've seen, I've seen a guy get burned bad. Mm-hmm. The, the dude he brought on ended up walking away with his whole everything he you know he had set up
1: and and that is unfortunately not that uncommon,
0: uncommon. yeah no. it's it's a shame it's a, it's like and th- and that's really the repercussions of this I and mean, i think that's why this is such an important conversation and hence why we're doing it twice right <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't get it right the first time <laughs> right no um it, because it really it has sub- a substantial amount of gravity to what happens here like this really is a big deal like you need to get this right Mm -hmm. if you don't protect yourself or you don't set things up in a way that you are comfortable with or agree with you have the potential of ending up getting hurt pretty bad yeah if not completely devastated yeah and that is a terrible thing to watch an entrepreneur who puts their heart and soul and everything they have, you know, time, resources, money, love, everything, sacrifice everything for mm-hmm. this, and then have it walk away from them. Yeah, it is heartbreaking,
1: right. and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how I personally like to operate. Okay. You know, um, and and when I'm working with startups, this is usually what I'm recommending. If the company, if there's no money happening, don't take it too serious. Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of people that they start divvying out percentages of ownership. And I'm like, "Uh, you haven't made your first sale. So don't worry about it. Now, there's kind of this crossover because once money starts coming, now all of a sudden people are trying to figure out, you know, who gets what and how much. And so... I, I always like to recommend and this is my approach and so when I say recommend, there are other ways of doing this and other people are going to have different approaches and so you know keep that in in mind. But I say don't take it too serious on the front end, but then there comes a point where you've got to take it serious and get everything in writing. Mm-hmm. And so you know if you are working with someone and you don't have a business but you're working on it, it's okay to just keep working on it and not put right. down, you know, percentages on paper. Sure. But once you have something, yeah, you, you should take the time and you should write it out. Now, whether you choose to get legal advice to write it out, um, I kind of am I am of the opinion that, uh, your first step should be to write it out without an attorney. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times that can get you through that startup phase of the company. And then once the company starts to grow, that's when I personally recommend bringing the attorney on. Mm -hmm. Different folks, different strokes. I know some people disagree with that, and I'm okay if you do. I'm not going to follow my sword on this one.
0: Yeah, I I feel like, oh, man, there are like a million different routes that I want to go right now. (laughs) So first and foremost, I think that. Uh, You talked about there comes this point, right, where you need to make a decision. You need to put some things down in writing. And I want to emphasize, in writing, (laughs) don't assume that the other person is a good person. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Even if you're best friends, you've lifelong partners, whatever, don't assume, right? Get it in writing. Uh. And, and I I think your, your approach of writing it down by yourself before you include somebody else, even if that's like a day before you include somebody else, but if you put down what your priorities are, what's important to you going into that conversation is a lot more driven by your approach and much less driven and possibly much less influenced by the experience of the person that you're taking this to. You know, if you take this to a lawyer that's had a ton of experience doing this and they say, well, you're going to want to do X, Y, and Z, you may not care about X mm-hmm. and you may care a whole heck of a lot more about S and he hasn't even brought up S, you know? Right. Yeah. And so it's really important for you to identify what's
1: important to you. So I feel like we've hit that topic as, yeah. as well yeah. as, as we're going to especially given the fact that, again, we are not legal counsel, so you're getting kind of our approach on this. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that that I want to emphasize here is just keeping it real and keeping it at a layman's terms. So, you know, a lot of times when people bring in the attorney – it gets such high level that they lose contact with what's really going on. They're, they're disconnected from the whole process. And so having something written down that's a little bit basic is very helpful. And then if you need to make sure that, you know, that it was done correctly, you know, that that's smart as well. OK, we, we said that we we're going to talk about the startup. What about bringing someone on when you're already in business. Yeah. So
0: you have this concept of a startup where you have a situation that's like you're basing percentages and value off of this kind of uh, ethereal value. Yeah. Right? This perceived level of this is going to be worth something. Right. Right. right? What is it Fing- worth today? Crossed. What is
1: it worth tomorrow? And what is yeah. it worth 10 years from now?
0: And Yeah, exactly. And so what we're talking about now is is it's been 10 years mm-hmm. and you or your grandpa or your dad, your sisters, your aunts, whatever, there have been people that have put a ton of effort and thought and whatnot into this. You know, even if it's just you yourself, you've put a ton of effort and thought, blood, sweat, and tears, you know, the mm-hmm. usual adage. Um, what's that worth? And you bring somebody else on who is new to your circle or new to coming into this level of the company at least and what What's kind that? of a value do you assign to them so
1: so or allow them to have i've seen a lot of people try and get that number right and i've never seen anyone get it right Because it's a shot in the dark. If you think about it, okay, when I'm bringing someone on, I don't know how they're going to perform. I don't know what they're really going to bring to the table. So I kind of like to make sure that there's some tangible resources that are being brought in as opposed to just, oh, yeah, I can do that for you. Oh, yeah, I'll take care of that. You know, like – Like they need to be bringing something, you know, maybe expanding your customer base or maybe they are putting some capital Mm -hmm. into the company. Oh, skin in the game. Man, can can I just talk for a second about skin in the game? Yeah. If I don't have skin in the game, it means that I'm not that committed. Sweat equity is crap. (laughs) Just... Just put it out there. If someone comes to you and they want a piece of ownership in your company and all they're bringing to the table is sweat equity, don't do it. I don't care where they graduated from. I don't care how many businesses they've run. I don't care. And here's the thing. If they're that successful, they've got enough money. They can put something in. Sure. If they don't have any money. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah then they're not as successful as they're lying to you about you sure. know oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've i've sold five businesses well mm-hmm. okay put 10 grand in oh uh, no i'm not, i'm not putting 10 grand in well either mm-hmm. you don't trust that my business is going anywhere or you don't have 10 grand to put in yeah so yeah. It's, it's just uh sweat mm-hmm. equity don't do it stay away from it sorry i'm off yeah. my soapbox
0: so i think there is uh, i'm going to disagree with you a little bit okay I think that there is – I think that giving somebody something, a piece of your company based off of the promise of sweat equity is absolutely wrong. Don't go there. But if – I've seen where uh, an individual has been brought in at the ownership level and it's part of their contract that essentially as they gain tenure with the company Mm -hmm. and prove X, Y, and Z – that they earn, that they earn pieces of,
1: or or percentages rather. So I can respect that. Me personally, I still won't go there. Okay, fair enough. I just if if you're not putting cold hard cash, mm-hmm. you're not getting ownership. Sure. Period. That that's my hard fast rule. now and I, and I don't think that's bad
0: at all. I don't think that's I think that's smart, right? Yeah, so let's bring it back to the implications of bringing somebody on
1: in general. Okay. There's something important that we really haven't touched on that I think we need to touch on before we uh, close this one out. (laughs) Yeah, or we're (laughs) going to be running into a third episode. (laughs) But I want to point out the fact that anyone that gets ownership in a company if the company's already established, they are essentially taking ownership away from the existing owners. Jeez, man, you just opened
0: up a third episode right there. <laughs> L- looking at this from the person coming in and taking the percentage, right? Yeah. yeah
1: I, I mean, th- there is a lot going on here. How do you be that guy? I, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's heavy. And, and so, you know, the idea is that if I'm going to take a slice of the pie which makes your slice smaller the only way that this makes sense is if the pie gets bigger and so you know there's not a right or wrong answer you're going to want to get some you know professional advice if you are in this situation but just think it through think through some of the unintended consequences you know it's it's like for those chess players out there, these are discovered moves. Sure. And you know when when you move a piece, it opens up other moves that now make the the game interesting. And that's what's exactly. happening here with ownership. Mm-hmm. When you move a piece, it's opening up other moves that are making this game more interesting. And you just got to, you got to have that open mind and look at it. Uh, there's a lot of people who can help you with that process. So, you know, I, 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 I think that, that we've kind of covered this as much as our expertise can go into it. Yeah, we can give a lot more opinions. I got plenty of those.
0: Is it good advice? Probably not. From this point, eh, it's just going to get whimsical. All right, so let's cut this off
1: while we feel like we're still ahead. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, if you want to comment, if you want to call us out, at MMM Small Biz, that's our Twitter handle. Uh, website is marketingmanagementandmoney.com. Excuse me, marketingmanagementmoney.com. There's no and or ampersand in there. And go ahead and email us, Ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com. Take care.